Medical residents and fellows at Mass General Brigham just voted overwhelmingly to form a union. Apparently, these new physicians aren't willing to put up with the lowish pay and tough working conditions that their predecessors faced. Unionization is happening all over the place, but what does it mean for patient care, hospital finances, physician training, and relationships between trainees and supervising physicians? Welcome to Care Talk. America's home for incisive debate about healthcare business and policy. I'm David Williams, president of Health Business Group. And I'm John Driscoll, the president of Walgreens Health. John, you know what? I think it's time for you to upgrade your wardrobe with a little shopping spree at the Care Talk Swag Shop. Right after this episode, you should hop over there to caretalkpodcast.com for some new shirts and hats. And maybe I'll join you there. We'll do it together. While you're at it, why not subscribe to the Care Talk newsletter so you can stay up to date on the latest happenings in healthcare business and policy and fashion? David, unions, doctors, what's happening? You know, physicians are actually forming unions. At Mass General, as I alluded to, uh, there's a vote for the residents and fellows to be in the union. And there's an overwhelming vote, John. 1,215 voted yes, 412 voted no, and it was 75% turnout. So pretty decisive. You see it also at Montefiore, GW, and some other places around the country. David, you want to just explain the hierarchy of the hospital, you know, staff versus residents and fellows, just so people don't think that the fellows are fellows well met. I mean, like how this whole thing works. It is a little confusing, John. So uh, when someone graduates from medical school, they are a physician, but they have to work under somebody else's uh, authority while they finish their training. And they start as residents, which could be usually about four years or so. And then sometimes you've got people that are, continue into a further specialization, could be there seven or eight years, eventually become fellows, and then you have attending physicians uh, above that. It can get a little bit even more confusing, John, because usually these early residents are sometimes called interns, which is not to be confused with an internal medicine physician uh, who is an attending physician. If anyone should be complaining about wages and work, it's older doctors who fought their way through COVID and all the doctors who are also working around the clock who aren't 20 years old, 28 years old and capable of kind of eating everything they want and staying up all night. Like why, what's happening with these residents and fellows, these younger, younger docs or docs in training that is drawing them to the likes of the, the, the steel industry and the mining industry. I'm definitely seeing a generation gap, John. I'm speaking with some senior physicians who are not just wondering about this, but are kind of against unionization. Their feeling is that you have a chance in your, your residency to really be working pretty much all the time and learning as much as you can so that you can be a better doctor. And they're worried that actually these programs are be, going to become less prestigious. I was talking to somebody actually at uh, Mass General about this because the residents won't get an intense enough experience. So there's, there is a real generation gap, I think. But there's also a change in how medicine has been practiced. And so I think for everyone, like my friend who says, yeah, gee, they really you know, regret that, they resent it, they don't understand it. You've got others that are saying, you know what, this is, maybe this is what the physicians need because the system has changed a lot and they're not, the doctors aren't as autonomous as they once were. Yeah, I think, I think that's a really important point. I mean, when you think about the doctors that we went to school with, that people think about it, you know, they think about the, the glorification of the single provider, the Marcus Welby MD or the, the town doctor, the docs of the independent practices. But, but 50% of all doctors are now uh, in some form of employment. 
Um, and that wasn't true when we were younger. Doc, being a, going to medical school was in some ways a guarantee of a way to make money and have an independent practice. Uh, as more and more doctors become employees, and to your point about generational, a lot of older doctors do not want to be treated or told that they're an employee, of, even if they are of a hospital or a system. The younger doctors actually don't have a problem with that. In fact, more and more younger doctors actually prefer to potentially work in the machine as an employee as opposed to an, a quasi-independent contractor. But it still surprises me that this is happening with younger docs. And it says something, I think, about how doctors also believe that in some ways their voices is, are not being heard. Forming a union in a place where it hasn't happened typically is a sign that people, that an employer is not really paying a lot of attention or enough attention to their employees. There's definitely the sense that this is also coming in uh, in the heels of COVID and that during that time, the residents and fellows maybe were kind of abused and that maybe they are the ones that really they're on the, on the front line. And this is a bit of a reaction to it. When we talk about the pay and, you know, people talk about residents having low pay, just to be clear, what Mass General Brigham is paying uh, for this coming year, the the salaries range from $78,500 to $110,000, depending on how many years postgraduate they are. Health insurance is included. There's a 401k contribution and there's a $10,000 bonus. So you're talking people that are making six figures or, or close to it. So it's not uh, anywhere near you know minimum wage, even if you're working a lot of hours. So it's more than just that. John, I think it has something to do with the idea that in the olden day, when it was the single shingle Marcus Welby or whatever, he or she was responsible. They had some autonomy. And they could decide what to do. They could advocate for the patient. They could choose not to maximize profits for them for their own practice. Now, as an employee, my sense is some of the doctors are feeling, hey, to be an advocate for a patient as an employee, I actually need to have a union that'll protect me when I'm not doing something that's exactly what my employer wants. Yeah, I, I, I think that's that's a nice way to shield the, their, their own desire to make more. Look, doctors make more in the United States than they make anywhere else in the world. Doctors in the United States make roughly twice as much as any doctor in the industrialized world, and our outcomes suck. So I kind of am a little bit skeptical where I become sympathetic to doctors not being seen and heard is in 2022, there was a study across all specialties and across all age groups of doctors, of about 10,000 doctors. And, you know, 20 well, actually, over 30% of those doctors complain of being burned out. And doctors are typically pretty proud. And so actually to get them to complain um, is, is or even, even express concern about how hard they're working and how poorly they're being treated, you know, historically, it was kind of hard. And now one out of every three doctors says, look, I'm burnt out. I mean, that's a that's an extraordinary, you know, that, that's a warning. That's a flashing red, if, if not yellow, if not a flashing red for the temperament of doctors in the system. And there's no question that their autonomy is being more constrained, but they're actually pretty darn well paid. And they have a fair amount of autonomy. I think the working conditions that they are under are really difficult. And I think people's reaction to and respect of the healthcare system is down. I think that they, they, they all stretched very hard to serve the world and save many lives during COVID. So I, I, I think that this is, again, for me, a sign that, do, that hospitals are really not necessarily treating their doctors and nurses uh, with the level of respect and, and collaboration that would allow them to feel like they're on the same team. And 
it, when 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 such and they're and they're critical resources. There aren't like a, a lot of doctors to go around. So I think it's a real threat for hospitals and anyone who employs a doc. John, if I pick up on your piece about burnout and think, what, what does burnout really mean? You know, so they're burned out, they're tired, not able to function that well. And you think about what are the coping mechanisms? So one here, which we're focused on is, you know, vote to form a, a union and participate in the union and, and throw your lot in more specifically on a collective basis. There's other things that are done behind the scenes that aren't as healthy. Uh, some of having to do with, you know, poor diet and beyond that substance abuse behavioral health issues that come for, you know, for this workforce. And burnout may mean they can't actually continue to do the job, which of course exacerbates the shortage and makes it harder for, for others. And so if you think about it, what, what is healthier, you know, to be in a, in a union versus to go and, you know, abuse yourself uh, through some means that's- no, I, I think, by the way, I think that that's a little rough. I mean, to be fair, doctors are much are, are more prone to uh, drug and alcohol abuse based on some of the surveys. There's about an eight to ten percent addiction rate in the in the in the most the population, and for docs, it's it's higher than ten, and it's gotten worse in the last few years. But I do think there are alternatives to. <laughs> it's not either or unions or the or the booze. I mean, it's like like I actually think that we could. I mean, a lot of doctors are happy and and believe that what they're doing is is sort of a sacred, uh, honorable duty and they enjoy the work. Um, we could actually start by treating that by really having the doctor's employers, largely hospitals, but not all treat doctors like the critical partners that they are and make sure that the living conditions and the supports they need to stay emotionally healthy. Don't burn them out. Uh, cause both of those statistics Drug abuse and burnout would suggest that we've got a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a fragile enough healthcare system, one of the critical players is even more fragile than we expected. 50% of all nurses, David, coming out of COVID said that they would be open to quitting the job of being a nurse if they could, if they could find a better alternative. Um, I don't think we've really figured out or calculated or, and weighed enough the, the long-term burden on docs and nurses. And I think this unionization thing, which I don't think is really going to take off, is is just another sign, like the addiction statistics you were suggesting, that we're not treating our doctors well enough. Well, you're you're lumping doctors and nurses. Nurses do tend to be unionized. Uh, there's a lot of unionization there. They still have their challenges. It's a different type of a, of a profession, but it's not as though hospitals aren't used to unions. No, it's a, it's, it's, it's a fair point. Nurses are unionized. Service workers are, are unionized. Um, Pretty much most of the players, except for the senior leadership on the administrative side and the doctors, are actually currently members of unions. But I, I, I do think this is more of a symptom um, than a movement, and I, and I think it's a symptom of a real problem. Let's talk about how hospitals are thinking about it. I gave kind of we, we talked about the perspective from the physician side and also the senior physician side that aren't in the unions. Hospitals obviously are worried about the financial implications. They don't like the loss of control uh, that they have on their workforce. But uh, what else? Well, I think I think that the context here is really important. Hospitals uh, in America have had the last, the worst six months um, over the last six months that they've ever had. And um, you know, the rating agencies would tell you the rating agency. Most hospitals leverage a lot of debt because they're always building and rebuilding the buildings and the systems that they've got. And the rating agencies would tell you that a great answer this year is you can cover the interest on your debt. 
not that you're high performing, but they're really concerned about a lot of hospitals, particularly those in urban areas or, or, um, or disproportionate share where they're, they're caring for a disproportionate number of poor people, whether it's urban or rural. And a lot of hospitals are still closing. So I think they are not in a position financially to do a great deal more for doctors or they don't believe they are. Um, and so I, I think it's a little bit of a standoff. You know, in addition to the financial uh, strain, I think also genuinely the physicians, the, the hospitals don't want to have an adversarial relationship with their their doctor. You know, it ch- changes the way things are done. Um, they're worried also about just from a legal and regulatory standpoint. There's a lot of compliance uh, rules that you have to do when you're when you're working with a union. And I think they're worried about some of them that it's going to hurt their own reputation on the ability to attract residents and staff. Hey, gee, this is a place where the physicians were treated badly enough that they had to unionize. It's going to make it even harder uh, potentially for those places to recruit. I think that's right. I think that's right. Uh, although there, you know, your, your counter argument about nurses, nurses have done just fine with unions. Um, but you do have, um, and again, the con- context here is doctors are actually paid pretty well and we don't have a ton of them. And I think that we have to find a way to treat them better. And again, this is a, an indicator. And I think that the, um, uh, the, the long-term, you know, health of hospitals is really at risk if doctors, uh, unionize because there, there are two things they're going to organize around. One is limiting the work they do, which is what you suggested earlier. And the other is compensation. In both cases, it, uh, it could tip some of these really vulnerable hospitals into really precarious economic shape, maybe even put them out of business. So let's talk about uh, patient care, as we often do. Some people forget the patient. We don't. I would say on the positive side for patient care, you know, if your physicians are being treated better and they have higher well-being, that's helpful. Maybe some of this will be, you know, even more staff potentially, maybe more focus on patient safety, physicians feeling they're empowered to speak up on behalf of their patients. But there are some negatives, John. There actually, first of all, if the doctors actually go out on strike, which happened recently in New York City at New York City Health and Hospitals, there's a five-day strike that's uh, threatened now authorized from Mount Sinai. So that's coming up. You know, we talk about being treated well. Well, higher costs, that's going to go somewhere. Usually the patient has to deal with some of that. And then I think being in an environment where there's a strained strained relationship between the hospitals and physicians, that's not so great. So that's a mixed bag for patient care at best. Yeah, no, I'm, I don't think this is good for patient care at all, except for the fact that the doctors might feel like they're being treated a little bit better, and hopefully that translates into um, into better into into a better relationship or more time with patients. But that's not actually. While the the unions have talked about that, that actually hasn't translated into anything material in terms of most of the asks. Most of the asks are about compensation and hours. They're not about more time at a patient's or a family's bedside. You know, what you've seen in nursing uh, negotiations, particularly around um, dialysis centers, um, some of the, the nurses have worked to uh, tighten up work rules so that there would be more nurses covering a floor and or more nurses uh, covering dialysis centers over. So really limiting the ability of dialysis companies like DeVita or hospitals in, for example, in California to uh, shrink the number of of, of the, the, the nurse to patient ratio, but that has not uh, really been the focus e- either of benefits fights in general with unions and hospitals 
or where where doctors have chosen to sort of make their you know where the, where their doctors are unionized, where they've made their ask. I, I will say that those those strikes are um, uh, sound really dangerous, uh, but the academic data is actually mixed as to whether when the hospitals are closed, patient outcomes actually improve or not. There was a, there have been two examples, I believe, one in Israel and the other in Los Angeles, where at, what the, the biggest thing they noticed during the doctor strike was that uh, uh, healthcare improved in the area. And I'm not sure that would be true long term, but it is an ironic example. Of uh, the, the 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 don't be be careful what you wish for. Oh, John, I think you're bringing the striking points in the uh, talking points for the strike busters. I'm not sure that's going to apply with residents and fellows, but who knows? You've already said uh, you've already answered my next question, which is about whether this is a trend for the future. I think you see it as more of a blip than a real uh, movement that's going on. Is that is that your I final? Do, position? I do, but I do worry about doctors in general. I think we we don't we don't um, the healthcare system needs to do a better better job at taking care of doctors, period. Hospitals, businesses that employ them, organizations like Walgreens and others. Um, you know, the assumption doctors have done so well for so long, financially, independently, in terms of social respect. I think this, this, these rapid structural moves towards employment, towards uh, uh, you know, increased work rules, oversight, and data, um, um, and just the brutal, brutal burden of, of the pandemic. And, and fr- frankly, the alienation of America from really a purely respectful view of medicine to one that's more skeptical, has been really hard. And I think we need to, uh, we need to do a better job caring for our caregivers. I think there's, there's a bit of a trend here. You've got uh, 68% of doctors in a recent survey said they were interested in being part of a union it was correlated so that the younger age groups are much more interested in it. But I think it's mostly going to be confined to residents and fellows. So it's probably not going to spread to the attending uh, physicians, partly just because of of age and autonomy and partly even just structurally, they're not necessarily employees of the hospitals. And so you're not going to have contractors that are, uh, that are unionizing. I want to end, John, with asking you a question, which is a two-part question. You know, is physician unionization a good thing or a bad thing? And would you want your doctor to be unionized? Uh, so I think in general, the, the last thing in hospitals and, and, and most of these organizations need is another union to negotiate with. But I think unless they treat their doctors better, they're going to see more of them. Fair enough. Well, I would prefer my doctor not be unionized. They prefer that they work in an environment where they don't feel that's necessary and they have their autonomy. So I'm going to say, I understand why doctors want to be unionized, but I prefer to have ones that are not. Well, that's it for yet another episode of Care Talk. We've been talking about unions of physicians in healthcare. I'm David Williams, president of Health Business Group. And I'm John Driscoll, the president of Walgreens Health. If you like what you heard or you didn't, please subscribe on your favorite service.